Hey, this is Dan Savage, and you have downloaded, on purpose or by accident, the Savage Love Podcast. Savage Love is my very skeezy sex advice column that runs all over the North American continent, Europe, Asia, all over the fucking place. Uh, I usually, every once in a while, will occasionally write a column in a diminished state and sort of a, you know, a hangover or, or accidentally stoned. I recently wrote a column. And I, I, I have to preface this entire podcast with this statement. I haven't slept for two days, not for any good reason, not because I've taken up crystal meth in my old age or anything, just because I have insomnia and I haven't slept. So if my advice today sucks, it's because uh, I'm completely exhausted. Uh, and if you are, had the bad luck of having your call come up uh, for a response on a podcast where uh, I am admittedly uh, not firing on all cylinders, I apologize to you in advance. So if the advice sucks today, uh, I'm really fucking sorry about that. All right, let's go to the calls. Hi, Dan. Uh, this is Frustrated in Ohio. Um, I'm a 25-year-old um, bisexual woman. Um, I'm, sing- I'm single, but I enjoy sex a lot. I date casually, so I feel I can, you know, have sex whenever I want. Um, the only problem is I am almost completely anorgasmic. I mean, I've never had an orgasm with another person. And I think once that I might probably had one by myself, I've tried to come like replicate the condition to try again, but I never have been able to produce the same result. Um, I do, as I said before, I, or I think I said before, I really enjoy sex a lot. So I feel like I'm missing out on a big part of it. And I don't think there's anything physically wrong with me, so I'm worried about maybe trust issues or anything like that. I had a fine childhood, never molested, anything like that. So, I mean, I'm not sure what the problem would be, but uh, I feel like, as I said, feel like I'm missing out a big part of things, so I'm wondering why that is. The inorgasmic woman, uh, what a fucking bummer. Uh, let's give her a call because in this state, really, I, I think I can do the most help or damage or fuck this up most thoroughly if I actually get this poor woman on the phone and uh, walk her through her problem. Hello? Hey, is this 25-year-old bisexual inorgasmic woman? <laughs> yes, it is. It sounds like a superhero when I put it that way, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. Trying to give it a positive gloss. Uh, I have some follow-up questions for you. That's why I'm calling. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Just some like basic stuff that that, that you didn't mention in your, in your calls of the podcast. Do you get horny? All the time. All I'm the time. Really horny. <laughs> <laughs> Are you horny right now? Not this minute. Okay, that's good because I don't like phone sex. Um, do you get wet? <laughs> yes. So you have a normal sexual response cycle. You ramp up. You get horny. Your vagina does that weird sort of open up and push out thing that women's vaginas do. Uh huh. Not weird. Natural and beautiful. Right. Um, weird to us gay guys. It's a flower. Yeah, it's a flower um, <laughs> with a pulse. And, right. uh, you know, and, and so when that one time that you were able to have an orgasm, or that one time that you did have an orgasm, what were the circumstances? Um, well, I was masturbating. Um, I was using my vibrator. Which so you do have a vibrator. You have tried toys. Yes. Um, I, like, I guess I could give a little bit of backstory. Like, I wasn't sexually active for quite a while, like, until definitely high school, and I had a really, really hard time getting aroused by myself. Uh-huh. 
but which a lot of women a lot of women have that experience you know mm-hmm. any guy who says he did, wasn't masturbating as a teenager is a liar but it's true for a lot of women that they don't right yeah and so i i didn't until like college uh-huh so and then you started masturbating even though you weren't having orgasms as a result of this masturbation what were you feeling what were you experiencing well it's mostly like uh when i when i'm able to get aroused by myself uh i'll play around and it'll feel really good um up to a point, and then it just kind of won't feel good anymore. And so I just stop. Okay. How are you sure that you're not actually having orgasms? I'm not. How do you know? Oh, I, I don't know. I just... Because there's no, like, big crescendo. Right. Of feeling, right? Right. There have been cases where women who believed they were non-orgasmic were actually physiologically having orgasms. Their bodies were going through the physiological orgasmic response and the, uh-huh. the contractions um, right. and the spasms, and they just, for some reason, weren't perceiving it. Uh, you might, uh, you know, you might want to find yourself uh, a sex counselor slash gynecologist who can, you know, wire you up and check. Um uh-huh. For that, you also might want to keep, you know, it sounds like if you're a 25-year-old bisexual woman who enjoys masturbating, even if you believe you're not having orgasms, and you're horny, and you're having, I assume, sex partners every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like you're totally open to experimentation, and you have been experimenting, so it's not like I need to tell you to, like, go out and try things. No, I I like to try things. I'm nope. excited about trying things. <laughs> well, here, you know what I think you should try? I think you should try having your testosterone levels checked, Uh-huh. because it's actually the quote-unquote male hormone that is responsible for uh, a great deal of the female sexual response cycle. And a lot of women who are not orgasmic or not horny at all, which is not your problem, actually have really low levels of testosterone. Um, and you, can, you should definitely get that checked. Do you, have a, do you have a doc? Do you have a medical person you can see? I, I don't really. I, I'm currently without insurance. So um, it's hard to get into the free clinic because they're really busy. Yeah, it's the sort of thing, though, that it's only going to take a visit or two. It's not like you're going in for chemotherapy and you need, Mm -hmm. you know, traumatic care and it's going to cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like, if you can scrape up the few hundred bucks it would cost you for a couple of doctor's visits and a blood test, Mm -hmm. uh, it might be worth it to just make an appointment and pay full fare, full freight. Uh, Hit your parents up. That's what they're there for. Um, For the dough, if you don't have it. Or scrimp, if you don't have it. It's the sort of thing that, like, credit card debt was made for. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's I, important, well, I, right? It is important. I agree. Um, that's something I hadn't thought of because, I mean, it's something I've, you know, considered. Like, why is it not happening? And I thought it was, like, trust issues, but I'm comfortable with people. I don't, I don't have any trust problems in general. And the last bit of advice I have for you is the least satisfying because it's least sort of, like, American, yeah. masculine, goal-oriented, let's nail this down. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of women don't find themselves becoming sort of fully orgasmic and don't really get there until they hit their sexual peak, mm-hmm. which for you is still five or six years away. Yeah. Um, you know, which is not to, uh, I don't want to fill you with despair and I don't want you to stop trying, um, but <laughs> oh, I do want, I do want you to relax and not actually, and not despair. Because it could just be, you know, you had a late sort of sexual response cycle. You know, you had, you came into masturbation late. You weren't, didn't sound like you were terribly horny when you were a teenager, right? Well, I mean, I, I made out with a lot of guys. But <laughs> it wasn't, like, it didn't go anywhere because I didn't. But I, you weren't masturbating. I mean, were you as horny at 15 as you are at 25? Oh, God, no. Well, there you go. And it just maybe you're... Uh, you know, on a uh, you know on on the curve that a lot of women were at at 15, you're at 25, and when you get to 30, 
you're going to start having those orgasms that you haven't been having. Like, a lot of women have that sort of, like, ramp up. And, and for women, it can be, you know, guys, when they beat off, like, you have an orgasm, there's evidence all over your right. stomach or mm-hmm. mattress or dog or little <laughs> brother or whatever you're using. Um, not that that's funny, actually joking about incest. Well, I... I hope I laughed before the little brother. <laughs> you did laugh. I was actually co- correcting myself. Um, oh, okay. I haven't slept for two days, and then I start making oh. really Tourette's inappropriate Sorry. comments. <laughs> um, so that you're where you you know we are at 25. Some women would be there at 20. You know, a lot of women at 15, 16, 17 have orgasm issues that they manage to solve by you know 20, 21, 22 through but experimentation, through oh. experimenting with different levels of intensity of stimulation, different partners, and it, since you didn't even start masturbating until late, until 20, may, and you know you're there at 25, and, you know maybe you're just one of those going to be one of those late boomers. Oh, okay, like that actually makes me feel so much better. So take a deep like breath. That. It really does. Go I mean, go get your go get your fucking testosterone level checked. You know, if you can afford it and you get into a sex therapy session, they can like stick electrodes all over your crotch and make you masturbate and then see what your body's actually physiologically doing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some women who and you need to learn how to breathe mm-hmm. to have an orgasm. Like a lot of women to orgasm really need to engage their diaphragm uh, and deep breathing. If you're holding your breath while you're masturbating or having sex, mm-hmm. you can actually short circuit all the nerves that are carrying the responses up and down uh, from your head to your twat. And, and it's just there's so many different things you need to like think about and experiment with. And there's tons of great books out there about it. Um, without, uh, I assume that there's a women-owned sexual toy store in the city you live. There's one in every goddamn town in America oh, these days. Oh, yeah. No, it's okay. I have good vibes on my bookmark. Oh, well, there you go. And there's tons of books in there, tons of books at their website that are terrific about this very thing. And it's worth reading about and researching. And, and I want to say, oh, go, you know, give me all this fucking homework. Go do this, go do that. You also need to relax and not stress about it too much. Well, I, um, I've gotten to a point where it's kind of like I'm just trying to relax about it because if getting upset will just make it worse. Exactly. And it's just uh, like my partners now, I think, are more upset about it than I am. Yeah, and you need to tell them to not fucking do that to you because that puts a zap on someone who's having orgasm issues head if, they make, if they're made to feel like the orgasm isn't something for them but something they owe right. their partners. That can actually make it worse. So you tell them I said to fuck off when they bring that up. Oh, I'll tell them. <laughs> Dan Savage said. Dan Savage said to fuck off. That that yeah. that basically applies to everyone in almost every situation. However, so. <laughs> I'm gonna use that. Every <laughs> hey, good luck with it. And oh, thank and you very much. Um, thank you for the advice. You're welcome. Go to the doc and then take a chill pill and you know. Okay. If you're not coming by the time you're 30, I'll eat my hat. Okay. Well, I'll I'll let you know how it works out. Okay. Bye bye. That was a heartwarming conversation. Uh, now let's move on to some sick fucking bullshit. Hi, Dan. Uh, for some reason, when I was in my mid-twenties, I decided to do a little experiment with myself. Um, and I just decided that I would stop. I, was, I, was, wasn't, I didn't have a partner, but I decided I would stop masturbating for as long as I could just to see how it, uh, how it went, how it felt. Uh, what it was like when I started again. Uh, so I guess, uh, I think I got up to the two weeks before I gave in. But um, about halfway through, I I made the mistake of uh, getting into a bit of a, a session. Um, 
kind of bringing myself to the edge, not letting myself come or anything, but uh, getting extremely, extremely hard and, and just keeping myself on the edge like that for, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes, whatever it was. And when I stopped doing this, I was in quite a bit of pain. <laughs> I, I, I remember actually sticking my uh, my clock into like a, I think a, a big cup of cold water or something like that to try and uh, soothe it. And uh, anyway, it, it it really felt like I had done something bad. And then I, like I said, I, I managed to last another week or a few days or whatever without uh, without masturbating. And then when I, I finally started again, I didn't seem to be as good uh, as I was before. Anyway, uh, um, you know, before before that, uh, I think I probably came an average amount, uh, like a amount of ejaculate. And, you know, the pressure was usually pretty good. I could shoot a nice little stream out, and it was quite satisfying. Uh, but after this incident, um, you know, orgas- orgasms were still pretty good, and uh, I don't think the quantity changed too much, but it's like I had maybe damaged a muscle, damaged my, <laughs> my PC muscle or something. I don't know. Um, ever since then, I really haven't, except for, you know, the occasional good shot my uh, my pressure just isn't what it used to be before that little experiment um so i'm just wondering if you ever heard of something so crazy all right we're just going to cut you off there uh thanks for your call um let's try to be succinct people uh so you decided to not come for a while uh so today we're talking to women who can't come and dumb men who won't let themselves come uh, I can't imagine that you did yourself just just denying yourself orgasms for a long time would do yourself any sort of permanent damage. You know, I have friends who've done chastity play, which is where you know you wear a chastity belt uh, for dudes uh, that you can't take off, um, and gone months and months and months without being able to have orgasms or erections, and uh, and then we're just fine uh, at the end of those month months long sessions. Um, so that you did not yourself orgasm for a long time. It sounds like the problem came from that night where you were edging yourself over and over, bring yourself to the point of orgasm. And clearly something happened if uh, you were in so much pain you had to go soak your dick in a tub full of Epsom salts or whatever it was. Um, I can't know what that was. Uh, I is not a doctor. Um, you is maybe needing to talk to an actual doctor. Uh, I would say, you know, pe- some people have uh, damaged their urethras during sex play, and you can develop scar tissue in your urethra, which can make, you know, uh, create blockage. Uh, that would, though, necessarily interfere with your uh, urine. When with, with, you piss, it would it would get in the way of your stream, uh, and you would notice some difference uh, when you urinated too, and you, you didn't mention that, or maybe you mentioned it 44 more minutes into your phone call, I just didn't get to it. Um, so so if that if that didn't happen if you didn't notice any difference in your pissing uh then i doubt somehow that it is a urethra uh issue what it is i don't know um you shouldn't uh be having this problem just from not coming for a couple of weeks uh so i would encourage you to go see a doctor just like i encouraged the last woman go see a doctor who can examine your your testicles your urethra who can look at your prostate gland 
Um, it could just be a coincidence. I don't know how old you are, but maybe you're developing prostate issues at the same time that you were idiotically enough denying yourself orgasms uh, and your prostate isn't producing the amount of seminal fluid that it used to produce. Um, or maybe you're getting so out of shape that you're, the muscles that provide the contractions that send the semen shooting out of you aren't uh, doing their jobs anymore and you just need to do a bunch of Kegel exercises. All I can do uh, on this end, besides uh, make sure I come once or twice a day, uh, so this never happens to me, is um, advise you, uh, is speculate and advise you to go see a fucking doctor and, and don't do this thing that you did to yourself ever again. Damn you, Dan. Damn you, damn you. You, we had the perfect scam going here. I mean, look, everybody knows that straight women are more liberal on gay rights than straight men. And so, you know, you could look into a straight woman's eyes and say, look, honey, we have got to take a stand against these right-wing homophobes. And, you know, until everyone could get married, we should not get married. And, you know, what could she say? You know, she, if, if she insisted on getting married, um, she would look like some kind of fire-breathing Christian right homophobe. And so, um, you know, I feel like you, you messed up our game here, man, uh, by, by broadcasting that on the podcast. Um, but, no, seriously, Dan, um, the reason I'm calling is uh, to respond to the guy who was uh, still pining away uh, a year and a half after his uh, nine-month affair with a, with a woman who he started a friendship with. And one of the things that occurs to me is, like, if they were friends for three years before they, they started actually dating, I'm, I'm kind of wondering if maybe this was like one of those friendships where he was actually hot for her, you know, and he's pining away for three years and, you know, he's keeping the friendship going because, you know, he's kind of hoping that he'll have a chance with her someday. And, you know, my scenario that's playing out in my mind is that she just kind of saw that, you know, here was this doormat who was pining away for her and was, you know, keeping it up for three years. And then, you know, when she wanted to take advantage of him, she took advantage of him for nine months and then she was done with him and she dropped him. So, you know, I don't think it's a, uh, I don't think it's like a, a joke or an exaggeration when you call her a heartless bitch. I, I think she was just, uh, I think she was just taking advantage of him, and, you know, hopefully that'll help the guy get over her. Um, you know, and another thing, um, just in closing, I would bet dollars to donuts if the, uh, you know, if that uh, foot fetishist who freaked out his girlfriend, you know, if he would have gone at it by, like, you know, giving her a foot rub first and then going, you know, honey, you've got really nice feet and it really turned me on giving you that foot rub. Do you want to do it again? You know, and if he played it like, you know, this was the first time he'd noticed it and he'd never done this with any other girl, you know, I bet he could have gotten away with it. I bet he could have pulled it off. So, you know, I think you're right you know, telling her that she's selfish and unrealistic and, you know, I hope that she's uh, enjoying the lying corpse fucker that she's probably dating now. But, you know, you kind of got to you kind of got to say that the, the guy was kind of clueless there. I'm not sure what to say in response to your comments. I'm not sure I really need to say anything in response to your comments, which basically boiled down to I made it harder for straight men who fear commitment to string women along. For that, I feel no remorse. Uh, that I didn't emphasize enough to a caller on a previous podcast that 
perhaps uh, should have speculated in at more length about what a heartless bitch his ex was, and maybe she was using him, which is, I guess, possible. Um, and at the end, uh, I could have, I guess, with a foot fetishist, walked him through a way uh, in which he could have played his girlfriend more efficiently uh, by being dishonest uh, about his desires. Um, I guess that's not the kind of sex advice I usually traffic in. Uh, I like people to uh, be direct and be realistic. Uh, the foot fetish should be direct about his foot fetish. The girlfriend should be encouraged to be realistic about uh, the odds that her next boyfriend will also have some sort of fetish. But, you know, uh, there's a lot of people out there who side on the whole, like, you know, game playing, players, bitches, assholes, stuff. Who, who prefer those games between men and women. I think one of the reasons a lot of men and women enjoy my column is because it's sort of a bitches, asshole, players, free zone or non-tolerance zone. <laughs> I like people to be uh, direct and, and relatively honest and dishonest when dishonesty is called for. You know, everything in moderation, including moderation, including honesty, including fidelity. Uh, but anyway, uh, thanks very much for your call, I think. Hey, Dan. Uh, I'm just calling because uh, you talk a lot about how, um, despite the fact that you don't approve of bestiality, you often wonder if animals would rather be screwed than killed and eaten. And I'm thinking this has enormous T-shirt potential. I don't know, something wittier than, than what I'm about to say, but uh, maybe, you know, a, a great picture of an animal getting raped and, and an animal getting beheaded and, and served to uh to someone, and uh, you know, something catchy like they'd rather be fucked than eaten. Um, I could think of a few people it might piss off. So uh, I don't know. I'm just curious if that's something you might be interested in. I would, I would wear it. I could think of quite a few people who would wear it, especially given I think how much uh, how much crap vegetarians and vegans get lately. It seems seems kind of in. I don't know why to uh, to make fun of them. Uh, like if you you noticed you were on the Colbert Report when Peter Singer was on there, the normally pretty liberal audience really seemed to be getting off on on the way Colbert was you know sticking it to him quote unquote. And so uh, so. That uh, this would be a fun little way to get back for those of us who do think it's a little grisly to murder things and then uh, and then find it ironic that people are so uncomfortable with the idea of people doing other unspeakable things to them. It's a good suggestion, and I love a good offensive t-shirt, but, you know, if you think vegans get crap now, imagine the crap vegans are going to get if they're all perceived as being pro-bestiality. On top of, like, the whole not eating animals things. I mean, the whole t-shirt will be perceived, even though it's like, you know, if you're the animal, which would you prefer? The t-shirt will be perceived as, I, vegan, prefer fucking animals to eating them. And I don't think that's a message that the vegan community wants to put up there. I mean, you're already pretty much held in uh, low regard uh, by meat eaters, even like like me. I'm a meat eater. Uh, I, I'm just, uh, you know, uh, aware enough and awake enough to feel conflicted about it, but God, I love a BLT. Uh, so I'm going to keep eating pigs, and I don't I wouldn't wear a T-shirt that suggested that uh, that I would rather, even for an instant, would even contemplate fucking a pig. But you know, you're you're welcome to the idea. You go out there and make that T-shirt. The phrase I like to use, you know, is if I were a sheep, I'd rather be screwed than stewed, which rhymes. People like their rhyming T-shirts. I welcome you to wear it. Uh, you could wear it on the Colbert Report, perhaps, if you got on the Colbert Report, and uh, see how the audience reacted to that. Hi, Mr. Savage. Um... 
My name is Alex, and my sister was online uh, a couple months ago, just surfing around. And yes, this was my sister, not me saying it. Uh, I was my sister. Anyway, it was, it was my sister. She was online, and she came across a web page dedicated to the fetish for wearing other people's skin. And not like you kill them and you hollow out their organs and then you wear them like a flesh suit, but just wearing a suit or a costume that makes you the exact likeness of someone else. And I have two questions. My first question is, do you find this as insanely creepy as I do? And second of all, what are some of the weirdest fetishes that you have come across or heard of and made you say, whoa, that's some really fucked up shit right there? And, uh... Yeah, thank you very much. I assume the website your little sister found, and you don't sound old enough to have a little sister who would be looking at websites like this, but I'll leave that alone, uh, was about latex flesh suits, latex body suits. Where there are some men out there who it's not enough to dress up like a lady. They want to pull on a latex uh, lady skin. And that's an improvement from the lady skins that people were trying to wear in movies like Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Silence of the Lambs, which were made out of ladies skins um what do i think of it i think it's fucked up people are infinitely fucked up if they're not hurting anybody i guess they're hurting the environment because latex is a petroleum product at some uh point in its production and uh there's probably a polar ice cap melting right now because of the latex bodysuit fetish industry whatever um so long as they're not hurting anybody directly uh we really can't argue with them is it fucked up is it freaked out Ab-so-freaking-fucking-lutely. Uh, what are you going to do about it? Uh, if it turns you on and it doesn't hurt anybody and your partner enjoys it as much as you do, I say fucking go for it. And, you know, where would uh, little children with too much time on their hands and an internet access uh, at home, uh, where would they be without freaks with uh, sexy, fucked-up websites these days? It seems like uh, that's, you know, when I was a kid and home from school, we watched after-school specials or went out to play. It seems like today, kids go looking for the freakiest fucking websites they can possibly find. Uh, which is, and I'd like to point to your call as evidence that just because somebody finds one of these websites and sees a freak on it, they don't adopt that freak's perversions for their own. That's not how uh, fetishes work. It's not how people develop fetishes. Um, and, uh, you know, your last question, the weirdest, uh, fetish that I've ever come across, I think that would have to be, uh, people abstaining from sex until marriage and then making a lifelong monogamous commitment. Um, a, a recent study just came out that showed that 95% of everyone, male, female, everybody, uh, has premarital sex, uh, which makes that 5% who do like total fucking freaks. How abnormal is fucking that? And, uh, and most people, some, uh, upwards of 80% of all people cheat uh, once they're married. At some point in a, in a marriage, there is an infidelity. Uh, even in marriages where people don't break up because of the infidelity, there's an infidelity. One or both partners eventually commits uh, adultery, which makes people who wait until marriage to have sex and then never cheat the ultimate freaks. You're talking about 20% of that 5%. That's some fucked up shit. Those people just aren't regular people they're not real red-blooded butt-fucking before marriage and cheating during marriage americans and i don't think we should tolerate their horseshit i don't think they should be allowed to get married frankly all right that wraps up this week's podcast uh i gotta go to bed uh this is uh dan savage and you've just really really enjoyed the skin suit slightly misogynistic anorgasmic damaged urethra edition of the savage love podcast uh, if you want to record a question and i'm sure you don't after listening to this week's issue uh you can give us a call at 
888-357-2720. And remember, the Savage Love Podcast is available for downloading every week on a Tuesday at www.thestranger.com slash savage. And you can also uh, check that paper out and read the blog that I write for at The Stranger's website and all sorts of other fun shit. So, uh, we'll be talking to you again next week and keep those calls and letters coming. Thanks. Thanks.